You see what I got here? <laughs> I got me the Vico dog. I can't quit him. I can't quit him. <laughs> uh, what did I do with the gym? Uh, you know, besides cardio, just uh, it was a quick workout because. You know, I kind of got a busy day at work and stuff, so yeah, didn't want to be in there too long. So I did a couple of back exercises and some dips, and that was really about it. That's nice, though. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There you go. You fixed it. You fixed it. Uh, maybe. I gotta get some some birds bees. Right. Now I got it. You gotta get some what? Birds bees. Oh, something you guys don't know about Brian. He loves Burt's Bees. I do too. I love Burt's Bees also. Yeah. But Brian, ever since I've known him, he's had himself some Burt's Bees. My ex ex girlfriend Caroline got me hooked on Burt's Bees when we were in college. Burt's Bees is a shit. It is. Now you only got one set of lips, right? You got to treat them shits. Uh, treat them shits luxuriantly. Unless you're a lady. Hey-o! I, I, that was a layup to you. And you, you. fucking you <laughs> got those two points. Oh, uh, man. I saw a mayor Sunday. Oh, did you? Yeah, he had, he had a show. So it was his oh. birthday uh, last Thursday. So he was in town. He did a show at this comedy club in a Burbank called Flappers. Oh, yeah, I know Flappers. Thanks for the invite. That's cool. <laughs> You had Grayson, didn't you? No. Oh. Oh, I just assumed. I thought you had Grayson. Uh, it's fine. That's fine. No, it's I'm, fine. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I, I mean, I'm fine. I, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine too. <laughs> no, dude. I, I seriously thought in my head. I, I just I thought you had. I thought you had Grayson this week. It's all good, it's, man. There's still no excuse, though. I should have hit you up. Unacceptable. Uh, but then also, I was looking out for you because I know that's a long drive. You know? That's not why. That's not why you didn't invite me. Yeah, no, it's not. And and it was it was last minute. You know, Amir. You know, he kind of just let me know at the last minute. And you know, what everybody, what you guys are witness to now, is Brian telling the truth. No, no, not, <laughs> no, no, not backpedaling. No. no, it's all good, dude. It's all good. I, I probably would have said no. <laughs> See, I, I figured if I did invite you, you would probably say no. It doesn't mean I don't want to be invited. Yeah, just like all those times you're hanging out with your other friends. I don't that have I have to hear friends. about on this show? I don't have other friends. Yo, me neither. <laughs> Except for Amir. How was it? How'd it go? I was just joking. I didn't even go. Did you really not go? No, I went. I went. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was good. It was one I, I haven't seen Amir perform. It must have been like at least almost two years. Okay. And uh it was it was the show was named after him. It was a miracle and friends. Oh. He booked four other comics. Uh, that he's friends with, and those other four and him, like they all killed it, man. It was nice, it was fucking hilarious. And uh, Jay Leno was there. That's weird. Yeah, they. I, they, I guess they have two different uh, rooms, right? So oh, Jay okay. Leno was in like the big room, but they had him on the monitor. Okay. And uh, so we were having a drink beforehand, and I was like, "Oh, check out! They're showing uh, Jay Leno and everything." Like, oh, that's happening live right now in the other room. I was like, "Oh shit!" But yeah, the room that Amir performed in was quite small. Now, yes. yeah, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's going on? Uh, we, yo, wait, are we recording already? Yeah, damn, he stole your line, B, coming in hot. 
<laughs> oh, see, how do, you, how do you pick that up? How do you pick up? That went right over my head. I thought he was about to tell me some like important shit. I was like, I don't know. Are we? I was like, Graham, are we recording? He's establishing dominance right away. Oh, oh man. Hey, Conrad, it's good to have you on, bro. Hey, man. Thank you guys for inviting me on. Big yeah. fan of the podcast. First time uh, guest. Yeah, man. You're like a... Uh, all right, not not our, our first guest, but our first guest in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Conrad Graham Graham Conrad. Nice to finally meet you, man. What's going on, Graham? Not much, man. Thank you for all your support and like cool Twitter stuff. It's it's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. No. Brian yeah, has Graham, nothing nothing but nice things to say about you. That's nice, Graham. I want the real you on this podcast though, because I laugh at your stories. Those dating ones had me cracking. <laughs> uh, I was running one day. <laughs> probably thought there was something wrong with me i had to stop and i was laughing at you too just talking about it like this this chick's fucking crazy <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad my misery is so entertaining but yeah man i got nothing nothing but stories like that so <laughs> nice nice uh yeah for everybody listening um or, or b why don't you go ahead and introduce conrad i we just met right now all right so conrad kushner and i go way back uh and it's and it's funny because i kind of feel like we've known each other we we have like we've known of each other for a long time. Uh, the first time I I uh, was made aware of Conrad was I don't even know two thousand nine two thousand eight during my time working on the WWE video game series, and Conrad was was big in the community and was constantly you know not constantly but you know he was his presence was was felt like he'd send messages and and I think he was like one of the only people that I ever responded to on like, I don't know if it was Facebook or maybe a message board or whatever but. Because his feedback, it was so uh, well written and done in such a way where it was like, you know, he's not like the rest of these uh, trolls over here. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy's got some sense and uh, and and he cares about the product and he's not a troll. So, you know, we kind of be almost became uh, connected that way. But it wasn't until what three years, two years that we actually started talking, maybe on Twitter or. Yeah, I think I hit you up to be a guest on my podcast yeah. for a New Japan show because I knew you were in the other wrestling companies besides WWE. And I was like, ah, will he be cool with this? And I'm like, I see him on other people's podcasts. I'm like, go for it. Why not? Right. What's the worst? The worst he can say is no. That, you yeah. were like, hell yeah. And it, it was like Christmas when you wanted to do it. I'm like, Christmas? I'm like, that's right. Yeah. So we spent Christmas one time together basically doing a podcast. That's awesome. wrestling. And, and that was like the first time that we had ever actually officially met. You know, every, but beyond that, it was just exchanging messages and, you know, things of that nature. And uh, I mean, just off that that first podcast we did together for his show, uh, Everything Pro Wrestling, you're going to have a chance to, you know, give your plugs whenever you want, brother. And Because Conrad hosts uh, his own really, really dope uh, podcast focused on wrestling. But when I was a guest on, on his show, that was like the first time we, we officially met, chopped it up. And I mean, we've been, I mean, tight ever since. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, for sure. That's dope. Yeah, that is dope. <laughs> so B said you just got off of work, man. Sorry for making you do like an extra long day now. No, no, this is the best part of my day. Mm. I get to chill out. I had an IT problem towards the end of my uh, my work shift that was so annoying. And I think the girl on the other end, we were just laughing at the end because I'm like, listen, I can't figure this out. I, I do stuff uh, within the government. So now people always wonder, like, why sometimes I don't like co-sign on certain things. I work for the government. And I was like, dude, why won't this stuff like work? This is so 
stupid. Like, <laughs> and I can't touch the settings. I can't do anything with the computer. You guys will be like, no, don't do that. And I'm Googling. We're both Googling how to fix this because that's <laughs> too. I'm like, I could work in IT. I could do this. Exactly. Yeah. Anytime you, your, your IT problems or issues get to the point where they're using Google, it, yeah. it's like, yeah, like you said, Conrad, it's like, I can do this shit. Like, I thought you you supposed to know better. Yeah. Right. But did you get everything sorted out? Uh, no, they put in no. a ticket and I will be uh, waiting. It's not anything that's like game breaking. It's like a, a hyperlink thing. Like I can't click links from my uh, Outlook and it won't let me do anything with it. It's stupid. Gosh, gotcha. are you working from home or are you going into the office? I am currently working from home. Okay. They kind of kicked me out politely. Like I had just got promoted to the position. I'm, you know, oh, I got to be a good new guy. I can't go home. It's okay. I'll wear my mask every day. Not a problem. Yes, I'm happy to be here. And then all of a sudden they were like, you know, I think it's time for you to go. <laughs> and uh, I was like, what do you mean? They were like, well, you know, they started using other excuses. Like, Brian, you know, my pops was sick for a while. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you should go home and take care of your pops. And I'm like, yeah, but why? And recently I had to go back into the office because my computer broke. Crazy thing is my desk and everything in it was gone they took like they, they told me to take all the stuff that i needed out and i noticed that the office was taken over oh, it's gone. oh damn and new people there's other people now that have uh went into like different spots but there's only like three offices over there where at one point we had like i want to say eight to ten on one side wow they were like oh uh yeah we're trying to expand the hospital a little bit i'm like that's why you wanted me to leave oh, <laughs> Yeah. You didn't care about my well-being. <laughs> right. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, welcome to the party. I'm working from home, I'm, you know, myself exclusively. I've got no office to go back to. You don't need it, man. You I don't, don't need it. You I, work from home. Yeah, I, most, I, I really do. Most offices are probably unnecessary at this point. Yeah, the only thing I miss, though, is just, you know, it's nice to be around people. Yeah. You know, sometimes, but. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I can't do just saying I have it. I can do everything just from here. So it's all good. It's all good. Uh, all right. You want to just get into this? Because uh, this, this, I'm going to try to, hopefully we can try to keep this show relatively short uh, because I still got a lot. Like I said, I was telling Graham earlier, I still got a lot of work that I need to take care of. This uh, is work, B. This is work. <laughs> it's work. Ba yeah. It's just Bail the kind that doesn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not with that attitude. Uh, <laughs> before before we get into it, have either of you guys seen the Harley Quinn animated show on HBO? I have I not. I have Yo, not. I've heard it's good. It's great. I I don't I don't know why I started watching. I guess just after Suicide Squad, I I happened to see it um, on my feed or whatever on HBO, and uh, I started watching it Saturday. And I, it's what, Wednesday, Tuesday? And I just started the third season. Oh, shit. D uh, oh. Did you start watching it after or before you saw The Suicide Squad? After. But it wasn't like because of that. I just I had forgotten right. that it existed. And then I remember like, oh, yeah, I kind of wanted to check it out. I figured it would be, I don't know why I thought it would be bad. Maybe I'm sexist. I don't know. It, it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. I just, I don't know why I thought it would be bad. I haven't seen like a Female-led cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen like a bunch of the DC animated stuff lately, um, but it's it's so good. It's so good. Like, and it's raunchy too, right? It's like a rated R. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's one of the most bloodiest, intense things. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's super raunchy, but but really like uh, full of heart, and it's great. And it's on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, shit. Okay. All I right. highly recommend it, guys. I'll have to check it out. 30-minute episodes? 22-minute episodes? Yeah, yeah. 23 okay. minutes. All right. So, yeah, no wonder you be able to breeze through all those uh, those seasons. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't do anything on the weekends when my son isn't home. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't do shit. Uh, like, uh, but like, see, man, now I really feel bad for not inviting you out to Amir's thing. Before we before we got you on, Conrad, I, I was telling uh, Graham that this past weekend, you know, Amir, who we you know mentioned on the show a lot, he was in town celebrating his birthday, and he was hosting a, a comedy thing at this comedy club in Burbank called Flappers. So we were all hanging out, having a good time. <laughs> and, and Graham was like, well, why didn't you invite me? And I said, oh, well, I, I thought he had his son. Uh, 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 I thought you had Grayson. <laughs> so I it just, yeah, so... But, can't but, but, make that mistake again. Yeah, I can't I never, never. But, you always got to send the invite, man. I know, I know, I do. But I don't. But now you telling us about how you spend your weekend watching Harley Quinn. I don't feel so bad. It's like you know what? I didn't want to take you away from but <laughs> from what you were enjoying. You know, this, I did you a solid. Like, this seems like some gaslighting right now. It seems no, like, oh man, <laughs> I did you a solid. You know what? That's how much I care about you. B Magic always finds a way to put a positive spin <laughs> on things. And he's like, you know what? I did you a favor. You should be paying me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> see, see how I helped you out? I gave you this t- the gift of time. The gift Graham, of time. I invited you into your own life. Um, <laughs> Which then allowed, you know, provided content for the show. Because I had true. no idea we'd be talking about Harley Quinn, the animated show. If there's one thing I know about you, Brian, is you're always looking for content. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. it, it is really good. I won't give any spoilers, but I will say, like, uh, yes, it's, it's primarily focused around Harley and Ivy or Poison Ivy, but like, all the Justice League is in it. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, oh. like all all the time, and it's it's fucking great. Like, I don't know if you ever saw, as you guys see, um, the Young Justice and the Justice League animated series. No, I, I know of them, but I've never watched an episode. So both like really amazing high level animated series. Um, it's it's Harley and Ivy is that good? It's not as serious, but it's it's that good. All right, well, I, yeah. hey, I, I'll take your word for it. I recommend. You know? it. It's like a it's like a cross between like Batman the animated series and Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Just the little bits that I've seen, and I've never even seen Rick and Morty. I've only seen bits oh of that. But it seemed like it echoed each other a little bit, just in tone. You know, Rick and Morty's amazing. Yeah, I hear that too. Everything's amazing. I ain't got time to watch everything. I got I I got non amazing things I need to watch. I don't know, man. You watched Zack Snyder's Justice League twice. You watched every episode of Loki twice. You watched every episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier twice. No, no, I did not with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I did not. I did not. I will be happy to check the tape on that one. I don't no, no, no. I saw the first episode twice of Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's it. That's right. it. All and right. Zack Snyder, hey, don't disrespect Snyder's Jessica Lee, dog. I will. I she did was, then and I will the, again. The tour de force of filmmaking. I give you credit if you watch that extended cut, man. I just, I still can't find the time to do it. I'm Nobody like, can. <laughs> There's no way I can do no this. They, they they break it up into four parts. You know, you can just kind of watch one part and come back and finish at your own pace. Is that what you did, B? The first time, no. I sat through all <laughs> three, like four hours of it. But the second time, yes. I think I watched parts one and two in one sitting and then three, four. And then they also have like a, a prologue. Is that no, an epilogue, an epilogue. Pro, right? Epilogue? 
Yeah, at the epilogue end. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that movie. <laughs> but I will oh. say it was definitely it was definitely didn't have to be that long. You know, as we discuss. Yeah, I dug yeah. it. Well, all right. So we're all gathered around to talk about uh, the new the yeah. suicide. <laughs> I kept saying it like that too. I swear, all week I'm like. Someone was like, are you going to see Suicide Squad too? I'm like, you mean the Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah. Never has a the been more important to the title of any fucking movie. Look, the man, Suicide Squad. I, I appreciate that DC has tried to right these wrongs, but it just highlights how inept they are as a film company and Warner Brothers probably in particular. They're yeah. like, they, they fucked up two of their biggest movies and they were just like, try again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so de- dumb. They definitely get points for, like you said, trying again. But uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys had heard about the uh, the box office for the Suicide Squad. It's but it, it was a failure. It really it totally bombed. It made uh, it twenty six point five million over the weekend. Which well, I think what was the number, Brian? Do you remember? I, I saw the same article, but I can't remember the number they were supposed to hit. It was supposed to be above thirty. Is what they were aiming for. Uh, it did less because again, like this is this is like maybe with the, the fourth or fifth of these Warner Brothers movies that were released on streaming and in theaters at the, at the same time, and it is the uh, the least under or the most underperforming. Most, yeah, it under it under it underperformed the most. Wow. So, yeah, and I feel bad because you know the movie. I I thought I thought the movie was fantastic. And I think it's one of those things, like you're saying, Graham, it's they DC and Warner Brothers have bungled whatever universe or whatever kind of thing they were trying to do with uh, with DC to the point where it's just so many diminishing returns. I think people just saw Suicide Squad. Right. And I mean, it was a bad move to name it the same thing. I think in, in hindsight, at first I thought it was kind of clever, but I think in hindsight, I think you're right. Because to a lot of people, like, look, we're in, we're in this, like, we, you know, we're into the entertainment, the comics, and all the kind of stuff. So we know as fans the difference in the fact that James Gunn uh, was behind the, you know, the right. lens and everything behind the camera. So for us, that kind of got us excited. But I, I think for just the layman, the people that are out there who just want to see some entertainment, I don't know. I think that, I think Suicide Squad, you know, 2016 just left a really bad taste in people's mouths. And where it's like, I, I'd be curious as to how many people, like if the numbers for the first one, the 2016 one, shot up over the weekend by people mistakenly watching that one instead of the new one. Like who yeah. didn't, who just typed in Suicide Squad and just selected it and be like, this movie's trash. Yeah. I think when you, when you put it all together, the lesson we've learned from all of this is just add another D when you do the next <laughs> <laughs> and I think we'll be able to tell the the suicide squad. Yeah, that's a bad move, man. I I don't know. Like in marketing, it seems kind of like a no brainer that like if you came out with a car that like exploded and burned people alive called the Exploder, you wouldn't come out with the next car and then name it the Exploder. Like you yeah. you would try to distance yourself as far away as you could. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, like DC, they're not they're not so great when it comes to, to titling their pictures. I mean, they're a bunch of dummies, the Suicide Squad. And then, you know, we, I think I think we talked about Birds of Prey, me and you. No, I've never seen have it. We have. Oh, you never seen it. Conrad, have you seen Birds of Prey? 
I have seen Birds of Prey. Okay, now Birds of Prey, I, I thought it was fine. You know, uh, it would, certainly wasn't anything great, but it was better than a lot of the stuff that DC has put out. But like that movie underperformed, which was a shock to me because I just like I thought I've always felt in terms of these movies that Harley Quinn was almost like, you know, DC's Deadpool equivalent, mm. you know, because she has such mm. a huge fan base. And so when, you know, the Birds of Prey movie came out, it didn't do so great. But then you look at the title, like it's not even called Harley Quinn. Right. It's called Birds of Prey in the Emancipation of One Miss Harley Quinn or some, some shit like that. Yeah, it's a bad name, too. It was a bad name. So, I mean, people will see that and they're like, well, Bert, like, what the fuck is that? I mean, it looks like there's Harley in there, but I don't know. And it, it reminds me of uh, chapters in school books that you wouldn't want to read. You'd be like, I'm not reading this shit. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Like, this looks bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they're, 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 they're nincompoops over there, man. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, I, I, that movie doesn't look that appealing to me. Maybe that's why I stayed away from the Harley cartoon. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I never saw it. But I, I you should I check know. out Birds of Prey. I like it. It'd be I'd be curious to hear your thoughts okay. on it. Because like I said, I mean, it's it's well, you didn't like Shazam either, though, did you? I hate Shazam. <laughs> Conrad, did you like Shazam? I like Shazam. Me too. I, I, All right, I, thank you. Yeah, Graham's Graham. You you you're you guys you're, you're wrong. wrong on this one. No, you guys you're wrong. You're, you're, As a Bobcast fan, I will say that I usually split up my who I agree with yeah. more, though. It's, it's very interesting. I always wait to say, like, okay, I'm going to agree with one of these two. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm all for people having their opinions, but both of your opinions are wrong here. You guys are full of shit. That movie's not good. It's and like I, okay, I, I okay. found it very charming. I thought it was one of, at the time. I thought that was the best thing that DC had put out. How? What? How yeah. is it different from Aquaman? Because it ain't Aquaman. Because Aquaman sucked ass. Like that See, movie was terrible. I liked Aquaman too. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, oh, I liked Aquaman. We have to get into this. You did for real. You're not the the last one, right? Uh, with the, with the Momoa, uh, Nicole Nicole Kidman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right with that one. Yeah, yeah. So I like that one. I thought it was pretty good. Listen, okay. Yeah, we're please, compa- please. We're comparing this to DC. Like they're not. <laughs> no, the no, no, not- no, no. It's not like. You know, for this, this, whatever, fuck cancel culture. It's not like for the special ed class, it's good. It's just like, is it good on its own? Like, not comparatively on the curve. I enjoyed it. But once you, if you start comparing it to those other movies that were out back then, of course, like, it's like, oh, Marvel mops the floor with DC and movies. But I think, like, what you said with the animated series, I'm like, dude, DC crushes them in yeah. all of those aspects. With television shows, I prefer DC shows. Right. You know, so, unfortunately, the only thing they could get right is Batman and maybe Superman. And after that, I'm like, eh, yeah. to, uh, to, to, you know, to Conrad's uh, point or maybe even his defense, not that honestly he needs it. Like when it comes to Aquaman, Graham, I think me, me and you were like the outliers because I think yeah. a lot of people love that movie. I mean, it, it was one of the I think it did better than Justice League and it Batman did, versus Superman. It did super well. People love it. People love it. So, I mean, yeah, we're the ones on, on the outs with that. But, yeah, I really did not like uh aquaman i loved how it started um but then i don't know like 30 minutes in it just lost me i was like ah this i don't i don't know i didn't yeah. i felt the same way about shazam though like shazam felt like a power rangers movie what's what's the dude's name that guards the gems or whatever the fuck he was guarding guards the gems in the beginning of shazam he's got like oh uh 
The black guy. The yeah, is it Desmond? Uh, Dijmon Hansu. Dijmon Hansu. Yeah, yeah. I forget was, his name, and I don't know the character name. Yeah. He, I mean, look. Was, admittedly, I was not a big Shazam. Like, I didn't read a whole bunch of Shazam. I didn't either. Kid, yeah. I didn't either. But that, like, there's a part where the kid or somebody's trying to steal whatever he has. I don't know. It was a bunch of nonsense. But he was like, the dialogue was like, "You will not steal the gemstones from me, sir." And he was like, "Aha! I will steal the gemstones." <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't get behind it, man. I couldn't get behind it. I don't know. I, I dug it. I thought it was. Uh, again, I liked it the same way. The same way that I like Loki. It just it yeah. felt very comic bookish in the best way. You know, it just felt like an adventure, you know. Uh, and you got to put yourself in the place. How old was the main character? What was he supposed to be, like 12? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I put my mindset in. When I heard the campy, like, dialogue, I would always say, like, well, this is a 12-year-old kid talking, and he can't really swear a lot. So I'm like, I, I get it. And that movie, yeah, and that movie definitely was aimed for, you know, kids. You know, mm. kids in, you know, uh, middle school, whatever. I mean, adults could dig it, too. I mean, like, Conrad liked it. I liked it. But uh, no, I really, I mean, it's, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. I've seen it like three times. Oh my God. Yeah. But, but you don't have a lot of time though. <laughs> <laughs> Only once for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I work from home and sometimes I can, <laughs> I'm at my desk and I've got my TV. I just put stuff on, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, background, sure. background. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't like it. Um, I don't know how you're, you're heartless. You're heartless, man. I am. It is heartless. <laughs> Let though. it be known. <laughs> All right, so so let's okay. So we're kind of going down memory lane. So Conrad, what were your thoughts on Suicide Squad 2016? Um, I remember not hating the movie. So you know me when it comes to wrestling and all that stuff. I always like do the grade scale. Yeah. If Suicide Squad, the first one to me was like a B minus C plus in that area, I thought that in comparison to this one way better way better like i was very impressed with this one but the last one i wouldn't say i hated it it was just kind of it was okay it was there yeah uh when i when i I remember seeing it when i first saw it in theaters yeah i never hated it either uh i mean for me like i I reserve hate for movies like uh batman vs superman which i've tried to find some sort of enjoyment in but i just can't you you think Suicide Squad is better than Batman vs Superman. The 2016 Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't like Are either you? of those. I don't like either of those movies. Like I, 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 I think they're horrible. But I would, I would watch BVS before I watch Suicide Squad. Again. Get out of town! Are you serious? Yeah. And look, look for all of its faults, and it has a lot. Uh, that first Suicide Squad. It at least is telling a story. No, it is not. Yeah, <laughs> look, you, you, it may not be. Everything a, just went flying for those who are listening to the audio. It may not be. It may not be a good story, but it's definitely telling. It has a story that it that it has, and it's telling. You, you it can in say a, that about BVS also. No, BVS, that movie goes all over the place, dog. Like seriously, I mean, it's it's such a haphazard narrative. Okay, um, in thirty seconds or less, tell me the plot of Suicide Squad, two thousand sixteen. Amanda Waller, she assembles Task Force X uh, because she wants to send them on a mission. <laughs> and, what, uh, is, what is the mission? What is the mission? Um. Oh well, the the, the pop locking witch uh-huh. gets freed, right? Her brother and. Uh, yeah, the end of the pop lock and witch gets freed from her uh, imprisonment, 
and starts tearing up shit in the city. So then Amanda's like, all right, get our task force X out there, stop her, and uh, yeah, kill a whole bunch of putties from uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> and until uh, we get to the end where we can do the whole third act, where we got the ray of light going up into the sky. You know? <laughs> like I said, it's not, look, like I said, it's not a uh, good a good story, but no. that is, but that is the story. It, it, it's difficult when you compare those two as well, just from, uh, I guess, a writing for character standpoint. So you have bad guys in one film that you have to put in this good light because the viewer has to cheer for them in the end. Right. So you're like, oh, okay, how do I get them behind this piece of shit who likes to hang out with Joker, a.k.a. Harley Quinn? Like, how do I get them behind her? Right. Yeah. And they try to find cute ways to do it. Batman versus Superman is like Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior another wrestling tie-in like it's okay it. i like both of these guys but this story doesn't make sense like their promos and it's just it's I like, yeah yeah it's like yeah why are they fighting well, like I, I, I agree like why like yeah i mean we've talked about batman versus superman a lot it's like for me the central conceit of that film is just flawed I, I, it makes I totally no agree. sense totally agree but you could and then you know the argument would be this is set uh suicide squad 2016 is set in the same universe as superman batman everybody if this horrible thing is destroying the city why doesn't superman go deal with it oh no I, yeah i grant you, i we I, I i'll mention that all day every day one of the biggest flaws with that with that movie was that you taken a group of low-level uh convict villains yeah and you're forcing them into this task was like they're not suited to deal with the threat of this magnitude it's the same it's the same reason like batman fighting dark side or steppenwolf you're like batman doesn't belong. like Batman's my favorite character. He's just a guy though. Like he's he can't deal with any of this shit. Whoa, whoa! World's best detective. Yeah, the best <laughs> detective. If they want to find out like where Steppenwolf is, go ask Batman. <laughs> where is she? But when it comes to fighting him, like Batman can't do that. But yeah, they do. A, they do a better job of handling it in the comic books because, like you say, in, in like in Justice League comics, whatever. Yeah, Batman's on the team, but to your point, he's usually off the battlefield like strategizing right. with everybody else but you got right. the heavy He's hitters plans. like Wonder He's Woman and running and intel Superman. stuff yeah 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 um and and in, so in this suicide squad the suicide squad one of its like immediate step ups the things they did well was they get these this group of criminals and they send them to deal with a criminal activity like, yeah. like their mission in and of itself was a crime. Like they're covering up a crime and they're killing people, which is a crime. So it's like, like Conrad, what you were saying, like you have to root for these people. So you put, you can't put them in this good situation. It doesn't make sense. In this case, you can root for them because it's just the whole movie is bad guys. Yeah. So you're like, okay, now it's just on the strength of the characters and I can get behind that. Yeah, it's the ultimate irony. Yeah. Like, you're sitting in this jail cell, like, what did I do so wrong? But then there's people walking around free who are doing the exact same things right. or crime that you're doing. I love it. That was a great plot point to make somebody get behind them. I try not to think about the stuff till after, too, I promise people. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I'm watching it, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, you just I'm, enjoy it, yeah. No, yeah, no. Right. Yeah, I think one of the big, you know, strengths of this, of the Suicide Squad, yeah, is the is the threat itself and the reason that they, that they are being sent. I mean, they're sent to, uh, you know, extract you know, files uh, for cover-up purposes. You know, Amanda Waller is just trying to clean up, you know, American mess, pretty much. And so the threat is much more ground level until the end. And and it now now I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but it's but I but I think James Gunn he did such a a deaf job of taking this ground level type threat, right? 
Yeah. And then they introduced this kind of far out there element. But even in doing that, they still maintained its uh it's it's ground levelness in a way where it like them being there still made sense and it didn't Agreed. seem like okay this is way too big of a thing for these guys to deal with it and and, and I, I loved it they did well too with the characters that they chose for the suicide squad was like in the first one not to always make the comparison but in the first one another big problem was that like you've got uh harley quinn no power she could just fight and she's crazy and then you got will smith what was who was he deadshot deadshot no powers. He could just shoot really well. And then there was someone else with no powers, a boomerang man or whatever. And then you had like Diablo, who's put, like a, put, a, a put, god. put a captain, put a captain in front of his name. That's Captain, captain boomerang. boomerang. But then you've got like Diablo, who's a god. So he he doesn't belong with these low level criminals anyway. He's too powerful. Fighting another crazy powerful monster. But in this, the powers are are more contained. Like you still got Harley, no powers. But then you've got bloodshot who's blood sport blood sport i mean who uh he doesn't have powers but like he's kind of kind of super powery i mean he's he's basically dead shot he's, yeah he's dead shot and then same thing with john cena's character i can't remember his name now uh, peacemaker. peacemaker peacemaker and then and then you got like the most pow- and then king shark who's like a shark god but he's just he's just a like a monster he doesn't he doesn't have any powers and then you've got uh the girl who can control rats which is not like a it's not like a crazy power that like no you know, no it's not and then you've got polka dot man who <laughs> who just kills people with polka dots who, but polka, who was well, the best polka polka dot man and uh anawe king shark they were probably the two strongest people for on sure. that entire po- team polka I mean, dot man was for sure the strongest which was very cool uh, i will say king shark but uh, he has to like he has to get next to you to eat you yeah but just strong in terms of i mean uh you couldn't kill him I mean, as mighty as they tried, you know what I mean? Like, uh, he, he withstood everything. That's true. Uh, Polka Dot Man, yeah, he was powerful, but, you know, he eventually got got, you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, but I agree with your point about how they kind of, they, they selected the right characters for the film and for this mission, you know, uh, within, you know, the world that they're of, of the film. I think they did a better job, too, with establishing the, uh, the background characters, even. Like you said, with Waller and stuff. I don't remember in the last one now if she ever pushed the button on anybody. Right. But in the opening scene, like you got to see, like, yo, I'm not playing around. If you don't turn back around and do this mission, I'm gonna press this button and you're done. And you're and you're like, did they really put chips to somebody's right. head? Right, 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 right. You know, wonder then it's like, boop, boop, boop. okay, they weren't playing. And that guy in the first scene, he killed a bird with a ball. Like that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. and, and, crazy. He, and when he died, what was that guy's name? Michael Rooker's Savat. Savat, yeah. So. I love how they opened up with the, you know, team A, I guess, where it's Savan and he's in that cell. And yeah, you see him with the ball and he kills that innocent little bird. So right out the bat, you're like, okay, this is these are not good people. You know, I just I just liked how they quickly established. Yes, these are criminals. They're killers. And so they go on this mission. He kills that bird. And when Amanda and and Conrad, you're right, she doesn't press the button in that first Suicide Squad. I think. uh, Oh, wait. One of them, one of their heads exposed, but I think it was just because he went outside of the area. The area, right. yeah. It was more like accidental or something. Accidental, yeah. But when so Savant, you know, when they get ambushed at the in the opening, and he basically just turns tail and he runs away, and then yeah, you you see Waller with the you know with that that box, and she opens it up, she arms it, and she blows his head off. 
and then the same type of bird lands on him eats him later it starts, yeah, yeah. yeah off his, post yeah. credits yeah so one thing so like the way the movie for anybody listening the way obviously huge spoilers uh the way the movie starts they quickly assemble this team and it's like harley uh a, a um was he a weasel yeah so yeah, yeah. the weasel who's a giant weasel yeah can you can, can you yeah i wanted to yeah can you name everybody in that first that okay. first round Okay, so there's Harley, Savon, the guy we we're just talking about, yep. Michael Rooker's character, Weasel, Captain Boomerang, uh, uh, the guy that was in the first one. I can't remember his name now. Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to think from Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, and there was a dude that detached his arms. I don't know his name. <laughs> TDK. TDK, the detachable kid. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think there was one more, but I don't remember. Yeah, the guy with the uh, now, you did better than I thought. Uh, The guy with the with the uh, the javelin, the the javelin. That's right. Was his name just javelin? I think it might have been. Um, but he had a funny him and Javelin had a funny uh, exchange with TDK where he asked TDK. So what does uh, that is the name too? It is okay. Because he asked TDK, so what does TDK stand for? And he says, it doesn't stand for anything. That's my name. TDK. TDK. And he's like, yes, but, sh- I mean, basically, he's like, shouldn't they? these letters mean something? And I think at the boomerang, he, he chimed in. He's like, well, I mean, all all names have, have letters in them. I mean, like, <laughs> what does any of it mean? <laughs> there, there was, like, good comedy in this. There was... It, 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 it's good. Like, the only actual complaint I have about the movie is, like, I didn't feel any like tension about the stakes. Like I knew what the stakes were that, you know, ultimately they're trying to stop this, uh, kind of like a fascist regime from Corto, Corto Maltese from coming to power in Corto Maltese. And, uh, later like a, an alien element gets introduced and they have to stop that too. So I, I got all that, but I never felt, I never felt uh, the tension. Like I intellectually, I understood what it was. I just, the, I had no like visceral reaction to it. So anyway, they all we know is this team's assembled. Assembled. They go on this beach and they're gonna. Oh, and there was Pete Davidson's character too. Blackguard. I was gonna bring that up. That's right. Yeah. I was like, he missed just one more, but you did better than I would have. Man, he I was, forgot about him. He was great. He was so funny. Like when they're on the plane and he's like, "Is this thing a werewolf?" Yeah. <laughs> I was dying, man. I was dying. It was so good. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot yeah. about him because he was the one that basically turned on as soon as they right. got on the beach. Right. So they, <laughs> they they get on the beach and like y- y- our assumption is they're going to have to like sneak in and infiltrate this thing and do whatever. And that's what you kind of think is going to happen. And then he just like runs out and he's like, guys, guys, we're all here. Like, they're yeah. all, like he, he ratted them out and he's the, he gets his head exploded immediately. <laughs> yeah, this is this movie is uh, they don't hold back with the violence. Very gory. Uh, yeah. But but on, I mean, it's gory. And like before I saw it, I kept hearing. I read a couple of reviews about how oh, it's so one of the you know goriest action films and it's so recent. ridiculous. And over I'm like, the top though, it's for me, it's on par with what Deadpool does. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, but but it's also it's so cartoony. It there's yeah, exactly. nothing. Yeah, there's no realism in any of this. Yeah, there's not. No, no, not at which all. is good. Everybody dies on the beach except for Harley, and then Rick Flag gets captured by like a group of guerrilla fighters group of guerrilla fighters yeah everybody else dies everybody dies uh weasel dies well 
Weasel dies immediately. Yeah, yeah, he falls in the water. (laughs) They jump out of the plane. He dies immediately. Because he can't swim. Because he can't swim. (laughs) And then everybody else just just dies right away. Like, uh, they try to fight. Detachable man detaches his arms. (laughs) And then starts like slapping people, and they get. <laughs> that, that was probably one of the funniest things in the movie for me. Okay, detachable kid, and like he's like flexing, like ah, when he pops out the two arms. <laughs> His powers are so whack, and the, and the arms are slowly kind of traveling towards the, uh, the the fighters on the beach, and then they're not throwing punches. He just <laughs> just Slap. slapping their helmets little, and everything. <laughs> Kitty paws or something. And then the, 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 the fighters, they just start shooting his arms. And then you see the detachable kid on, on the side, just withered in pain <laughs> as his arms are getting shot to shit. I was like, oh, my God, James Gunn. Yeah. So then they ultimately, like, everybody dies. They capture Harley Quinn. Um, and she's, Javelin gives her the Javelin. It's like, you have to use it, too. And then he dies. So she's like, use it for what? Use it for use what? Use it for what, yeah. Spoiler alert, that comes in later. <laughs> um then it cuts to a different team on the other side of the beach. Like you realize, oh, team A was like more like a distraction in this a case. A diversion, yeah. And then the real team, which is Idris Elba as Bloodshot, Bloodsport. Bloodsport, yeah. Uh, Ju- Peacemaker. King uh, Shark. King Shark. Ratcatcher 2. Ratcatcher 2, Polka Dot Man, and. Yeah. Is that it? Can't think of anybody. I think that's it. I think that's it. No Milton yet. We'll get to Milton. <laughs> uh, Justice yeah, for Milton. Justice for Milton. I, th- I think. I think. I think that's the proof. I think that's it. Yeah. So then they come on the beach, and you realize, oh, these are like the real team. They know what the, they're doing, and uh, ultimately, th- then they're told they need to they need to rescue Rick Flag, who's been captured by these guerrilla fighters. So they, so and, they Amanda Waller, and Amanda Waller tells them, you know, basically, you know, eliminate these people with extreme prejudice. Right. So, I mean, you're, you're talking to a bunch of, you know, convicted killers and, and criminals. So, I mean, that's fine with them. And they're they fight. They find the compound and they are just dispatching these guerrilla fighters in the most gruesome ways. But they, they set it up too, like right before Suicide Squad starts murdering all of these guerrilla fighters like the two guards are standing there and it's like oh you want some tea yeah sure yeah. thank you this is really like they're making them really sweet <laughs> yeah <and> non-threatening <laughs> and yeah they're i mean they're they're following orders and you know peacemaker and bloodsport uh are having a little because and, and and bloodsport and, and peacemaker having those two on the same team was pretty funny too they even they even call it out where it's like we're kind of redundant we both do the same thing they're, they're yeah. marksmen you know yeah and so they're killing people, having like a little competition with each other, you know, seeing how they can, you know, whack these guys in the most kind of gruesome, creative ways, which was, uh, which, you know, which is fun. Um, but but going into the scene, I knew I'm like, oh, yeah, like because I don't trust Amanda. I don't Amanda Waller. Anything she says, I mean, she's the biggest villain. She's yeah, in this terrible, movie. terrible person. And in, and in that first one, too. I mean, yeah, I and the other thing, too, like when John Cena first came on it like i immediately felt like oh fucking john cena and his shitty apology like i immediately felt really annoyed by him um i loved him in this but that son of a bitch won me over man he's he's, he's really good 
Yeah. You, you know what line started it for me? What's that? When she's uh, going backwards a little bit, when she's introducing the case to them and uh, she shows the starfish and he's she's like, does anyone have any questions? And he's like, you guys do know starfish is like a code word for a uh, bundle, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, do you think that this could just be all about that? And everybody just stared at him. And I was like, oh, this dude's going to be great. Yeah. He's yeah. got that Ryan Reynolds humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, oh, yeah. That's that's a that's the perfect comparison. Like, that's exactly like the, that, that wave he rides. And and he played it so straight. He's just so straight with everything. Because to him, it's not funny. Like he's being deadly serious with yeah. his questions and everything that he's that he's and, spouting. And he and he is. I mean, he's good in everything. He's always good. It, uh, and yeah, a few minutes in, I was like, all right, I'll I forgive you. I'll let it go. I don't care. This, this is this is I, I I like John Cena, uh, especially now that he's not an active wrestler anymore. Uh, but I, I I think he's got a really good career ahead of him. I for me, this is one of the best things I've seen him in. Yeah, um, in Hollywood, and uh, also like there were some scenes in this where I'm like, did they use CGI for this guy's arms? And no. I've been watching John Cena. I mean, Conrad, we've been watching John Cena in WWE and movies for like fucking years. He was he, big. he looked ridiculously swollen. There's he or, was I, big. or maybe that shirt was just way, 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 way small. I mean, he was wearing a schmedium for sure, but like he was big. Like whatever, yeah. co- whatever cocktail he got on six months before production was the right one. Yeah. 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 That, that's what I was going to say. He's on that after WWE diet. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like, like yeah. The Rock. Like, the Rock was never that slow when he wrestled. True. And now true. kick out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, dude, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But. Like The Rock in what was that movie? The driving one. Fast nine. Oh, wait. No, the, uh, no, the driving one. I mean, uh, before Fast and the Furious, before he, he like, it's not drive angry. That's Nick Cage. He did. Oh, uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, whatever that one's called. Yeah. He was. I think it was just called Fast. Maybe. But he yeah. was so fucking huge. It didn't make any sense. And then the production stills that got released for Black Adam, he looks that big again. Like just. Un- faster. Faster. Yeah, yeah he, he's insanely big in that movie, and that's that's when I saw John Cena, I was like, oh, he's on that faster diet. Like, yeah, he, he is even like the fucking his veins and his biceps. It was like a zigzag. I was like, I've never seen that shit before. Yeah, he he's always had the zigzag in Has his he? veins. Yeah, yeah, that's a. But yeah, he's just a beast. Yeah, yeah, he, he looked he looked like a special effect. That's yeah. how swollen this dude was. Yeah, and again, and I and I mean I. I know how big John Cena is. Like I said, we've been watching him in WWE for years, but yeah, he looked like a fucking yeah, like a monster different. in this. Yeah, yeah this was way different. I think I think like a combination of like him being probably bigger than he's ever been, and then that tiny, tiny shirt. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. yo! Another crazy thought. So my buddy pointed this out to me. We were talking about the movie beforehand, you know, preparing notes for the podcast and all that. Right. So he was like, dude, doesn't John Cena kind of play his exact same character in wrestling in this? Right. Except for in this one, they let you know, like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. in wrestling, they try to convince you he's the good guy. And I'm like, yo, this is absolutely crazy. This is the perfect part for him. Yeah. Because when I first thought, I was like, I don't know if I believe this, but now I'm like, yo, perfect. Right. James Gunn, I, I never <laughs> question you again. That right. is, yeah, that's so true. Because, like, when, he, you know, you know, Vince would try to, you know, paint him as the good guy. And you know WWE, but anybody with any common sense, you're watching this, and you're like, this guy's kind of a dick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, and they 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 want me to to cheer for this guy, but yeah, to your point, that's that's really good uh, insight. It's like in this, it's like no, yeah, he's a he's just an asshole, you know, a a murderous, you know, just a dick. 
Dude, he murdered somebody that was just sleeping. I know. When him man. and Idris Elba were just going after people, the guy was laying on the couch. He was just like, <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> Um, so they, they kill all these innocent guerrilla fighters and then they get to Rick flag and he's just like having tea and having, he's a having tea too, yeah. with Alice Braga, who's the, the leader of the, uh, they're the resistance fighters. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and they're like, we're here to rescue. And he's like, I don't need rescuing. Like these, these are great people. And they're like, Oh, well like they rescued me. They saved my life. <laughs> funny story. <laughs> so she goes out and like, everything is played very, uh, ironically or quirky so then you know her entire family's dead and her friends are dead everybody's dead yeah she sees the aftermath like just like you americans you come in here and (laughs) just kind of kill first mentality yeah um so ultimately like she joins not joins the team but she like joins up with them like okay the guerrilla fighters will help you or the resistance fighters will help you get whatever you need and then uh at some point what happens next? Then they're they're trying to make their way to the building where the files are. Well, they, 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 have, have, to, they have to they have to pick up the thinker. The thinker. Uh, yeah, I think this I think this where it transitions to the uh, the nightclub or the strip club because they they find out that the thinker after he gets done with the shift, like any mad scientist does, he's got to yeah. go to the to the titty bar, you know, and uh, have a couple of drinks, you know, a couple of lap dances, and wind down for the night. So uh, <laughs> so they make their way to uh, to this titty bar, and they're all and this is like another cool scene too where you're you're seeing the team sitting around the table and similar to, you know, suicide squad 2016, that one scene we're at the bar together and they're, you know, basically talking. It was like the, that's like, for me, the best moment of that 2016 suicide squad. It's just that scene of them in that bar, just talking to each other yeah, over some drinks. So they do that, you know, here. And, uh, what was it? Uh, John Cena, he orders some <laughs> drinks, some Fernet. You, have you guys ever had Fernet? No. Uh, see that see when when I I I I had to rewind that. I was like, I know he didn't order for Ned. Yes, he did. And that's when I knew, okay, this guy is gonna be a problem. Because only batshit crazy people would order for Ned and multiple of them. It is what? one of the most vile liqueurs that I've ever had. I knew a guy uh at this bar I used to go to, and that was his drink of choice. And he would just get Fernet uh just Trade. neat. Yeah. Oh, like it's, it's like black licorice. Oh no, no. Time, times like a million. No, no, no. It is. It doesn't even. It, it, yeah, it, it tastes straight up like 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 almost like turpentine, like poison. Wow. Uh. So yeah. So that's when I knew. I'm like, okay, this guy's gonna be a problem for, for everybody else moving forward because <laughs> nobody was with the you know with the right head on their shoulders gonna order for net. So so that drinks equivalent to like black Air Force Ones or the uh, beef and broccoli Tims. Like you just know that's trouble. That's trouble coming up on you right now. <laughs> when you see the black Air Force Ones, ah, I'm good, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so so simultaneously, while this is happening, Harley's been kidnapped by the new uh, the president because yeah, this, this place had a coup recently and. This guy is now running the country. Yeah, I forget his name. Forget the character's name. But. I forgot his name too. Um, yeah. But he's like a very charming, very handsome guy, and he wins Harley over, and he wants her to be his wife. So they have because, like because the people demanded it. Because the people demanded it. It's very flimsy, but you don't care. Um, hey, it's, hey, it's Margot Robbie. Hey, I, yeah, yeah got to say what you got to say, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. They're getting along. They have this crazy sex scene. And then the next day, 
he's like telling her basically like the lengths he'll go to fulfill his dream or destiny and it even if he has to kill children or whatever and then he turns around and she shoots him <laughs> right in the stomach in and, his boxers and it, yeah yeah they're, they're both basically <laughs> naked she shoots oh. him and she de- delivers this great little speech about like she can tell a red flag when she sees one she's had experience blah blah, blah obviously referring to the joker and then is like, I know a red flag when I see it. And, uh, you know, killing kids is definitely. So she yeah. kills this dude who you don't, you, you assume is going to like make it to the end and be the bad guy against the suicide against squad. The squad. Yeah. But nope, his guards come in and then they throw her in jail. And then at some point, the suicide squad is told to go rescue her too, or they find out or something. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't need to be rescued because there's this giant fight scene where she murders 500 guards and gets out her damn self. That was that was an awesome scene. It was great. Um, the, the only thing I didn't like about her breakout scene, and this is something I don't like in any action movie. I think this thing is played out. The whole spinning around in a circle while you're shooting everything. You yeah. know, uh, I've just seen that way too many times. And if honestly, it never it's looks not, convincing. It's like, if, if it's not in Bad Boys, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, the bad boys, they, they do spin, but yeah, they, I don't know. That's they, what I'm saying. That's the only time yeah, I want to see it. They, can, yeah, they sell a lot better. It's yeah. like, how are you, you can't, you can't, no, I just, I, I didn't like that. I'm tired yeah. of seeing that shit in movies. To, to be fair, like a lot of that fight scene was a bit sloppy, like that, her fight scene escaping, a lot of it was fairly sloppy. Um, and like some of it was shot poorly. Um, and even like there was another, the fight scene later Rick Flag and Peacemaker have a fight and it wasn't that it was I don't know why they edited it this way but like they would cut out all of the the traveling motion like from the fist being here traveling over here and the fist would be here and then they would just cut to the hit so it was just always just like you didn't they wouldn't show any of the motion it was just like cutting to hits it was very weird maybe that was a deliberate creative choice to make it you know kind of feel, feel like a, a comic i, I <laughs> guess know? i guess i don't know i actually didn't notice that uh i mean you would pick up on that because you know you're a fighter uh i didn't uh, notice it at all i actually thought a lot i mean the core outside of you know the, my dislike for spinning around while shooting everybody <laughs> i thought the choreography was uh was definitely a step up from that first suicide squad yeah i mean everything and, uh, is is so much better here and one I, thing i wonder if it was because of covid for why they had to shoot it like that oh, too because remember when you could only have so many people in the room yeah, at a yeah, time yeah. so you couldn't have a stunt double maybe in there so it's like act like you're going to connect with the fist we'll cut away and then we'll cut back interesting so that way, oh yeah oh. interesting because because when she was spinning around too that was the other thing i noticed like you didn't see a lot of people come up on her, on her yeah. right huh i didn't think about that that's I didn't think about that either. I, I, it was just my assumption that this movie had been completed before COVID. But, I mean, we're almost like a year and a half into COVID already, maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah, no, I think they were So probably, maybe they were still working I'm on this. Sh- I'm yeah. sure they were, yeah. One oh, thing man, I will that's, say, yeah, though, that's a good point, Conrad. It's a great yeah. point. One thing I'll say, too, is there's, I mean, the whole movie, I mean, there's a ton of CGI. I mean, they built huge sets. Like, they built that beach. They built, you know, there's, I mean, they do a lot of practical work here. Can we, like, can we? Pause right there. Yeah. Because uh, you're talking about the sets. So this movie costs $185 million to make. $185 million. I really like this movie a lot. And I was going to bring this up earlier, but since you're mentioning the sets, this film looked stagey. Uh, 
it did it, it, it looked like they there were a couple of scenes like the beach scenes felt like they shot on location but like a, like the the corto matisse itself and everything and i'm not even saying this so much as a criticism but it's just something that i noticed where like a lot of it didn't look authentic it didn't feel lived in it didn't feel lived and it didn't really look real it felt it looked to me like well they obviously this is just a set they built right maybe he's on the back lot somewhere i mean who knows and when i found out like how much they spent on this and i'm like but where'd all this money go to and if it went to the creation of all these sets and everything then no i mean mean, that's some of it but the money went in the cg work in this movie because it's really really good it is, but there's not. I mean, there's CG. The there's not a whole lot of it. The weasel is 100. percent King Shark. That's true. That's King true. Shark is 100. Uh, percent Yeah. Like a, a ton of the all like all the gore effects. That's all CG. Probably a ton of the blood. Um, all the anything in the distance is CG. Um, obviously Starro. Starro. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fucking yeah. all CG. Uh, you know, and then all the little starfish on everybody's face. It's all uh, CG and probably all I'm guessing 90% of them of the, of the actors themselves with the were not real either. So they were probably all CG. Too. All CG. Yeah. I mean, it's a ton, but I will say this. Oh, B, you're frozen. Well, whatever. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, we got another host. We don't need you. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Um, but I will say like the CG in this movie is really good. It looks so good there was a shot where james gunn is good about this like using cg as uh like emotional elements to tell a story there's that shot where they're in the the van and uh rat what is it rat rat rat, rat catcher rat, rat catcher. catcher two two is sitting on the side of on uh, sitting at, at the window of the bus and she's talking with blood 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 sport i can't get his i know it's, name, a, right? it's a lot of blood care out there uh, she's she's talking to Bloodsport and really like the, the the Van Damme movie. I don't know why I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. She's talking to Jean Claude Van Damme and she's asking him about uh, <laughs> like his childhood and he's like, "Fuck off! I don't want to tell you." So then she talks about her childhood and you. So the shot is like a profile shot of her against the window of the bus and you oh, see yeah. her reflection and then you see the outside and then very slowly. It kind of like the hue in the background changes, and then all of a sudden, outside of the bus, you're seeing her imagery in her head, like what, yeah. the story oh. she's telling. Like, like a flashback. She, like, yeah, you're seeing the flashback outside of the window as she's t- telling you this story. Shit like that blew me away. I thought that was so like one. It's it's very like it's a creative way to use uh, like a flashback instead of just cutting back. But like it was just so well done. Like it. it I don't know. The CGI is just really, really, I thought was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's the CGI. And then, like you said, it's just, you know, James Gunn. Hey. Um, You're the way now. that is. I'm freezing? Yeah. Well, you can still hear me, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just, he's like, he's like the, uh, I mean, look, Zack Snyder is also really good with visuals, but his is done in such a way, like, it kind of hammers everything home, where it's almost like an, an assault on the eye sometimes. Yeah. And James Gunn, you know, he's he's visual in the other way. Yeah. Where, because there are, there are a lot of shots in this movie where I'm just like, wow, that's really dope. Like, when Peacemaker and Flag are fighting at the end, and, like, you're just seeing them fight with the reflection off of Peacemaker's helmet. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really badass. So cool. good. Like, yeah. It's like he put so much creative thought into how he's... 
Is he freezing for you too, Conrad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's freezing. Now. Okay. Um, let's. let's but he does put a lot of creative thought pickup where his. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, thoughts were. Uh, the the creative thought into a lot of what he does makes sense, and I love what you said about the the bus and the mirror reflection. That was a great thing because to me, out of all the characters, Ratcatcher Two was the only one who wasn't like a piece of shit. Right. At any point to where you felt like she was a piece of shit, you actually had her sympathy from the beginning right. because she was like, "Oh, my dad was a good man," and it's like this dude hung out with rats. He was basically like homeless. Yeah. And and you were like, oh, dang, that sucks for her that she absolutely was stuck in that situation. And that comes into play. I'm sure we'll get to it towards the end as well. And you were just like, man, you would feel for her. And she kind of anytime she's felt wrong about something, you were like, yo, I believe her because yes. she's not a piece of shit. Right. She was the only one who had like a very uh, centered moral compass. And, yeah. and just like you said, like you, you immediately are like she's she's what you know they'd call like your window in like she's she's us in the story like oh i'm a good person in this bad situation even her crime when it was explained was like dude she stole money but she technically never stole the money the rats stole the money and brought it to her (laughs) i mean technically she didn't do anything wrong yeah yeah such a cop-out excuse and i was just like man well portrayed by him well portrayed Uh, yeah he did a great job with that um so where were we? Like so, uh, B. Oh, B. So, uh, where were we? So, Harley escapes, and then the rest of the Suicide Squad goes to save her, and then she comes back. She's like, I escaped already. It's very cute. And then now all of them are together, and um, they have a driver who they picked up at some point named Milton. And he's just like a regular dude. He's just like a guy who lives in the town, and uh, he's helping. Are you back? You back? Yeah, he's just got to unmute. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Nope. Nope. (laughs) We're so close, B. Um, So now they're all going back uh, together to break into this facility and you know, try to complete the mission. Um, then what happens? I, I, I saw shit. So they're, they're going back and they want to break into the facility. And I think that's when they finally do, don't they? I think don't so. they eventually, uh, I'm trying to remember how they got in now. Oh, so, okay. Right. So they, they have the thinker, they kidnap the thinker and they're using him, uh, his like eye or hand or voice or whatever it is to get in. Yep, And then at some point, the military realizes what's happening and then rushes the building where they are to get them. And the Suicide Squad is going around planting like C4 charges all around the building that they're, they're going to blow it up. So they're, are you, how are you doing, B? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead. Gonna... Try to get some in. Yeah. No, no, no. You guys keep going. I'll no, no, jump no. in. Please. It's gonna be like like double dutch. <laughs> no, go please ahead. go ahead. So go ahead. we're no. we're in the building. They're setting the C four charges. The military has come up. Go ahead. Um. Well, they split up, right? Like you got one team that's uh, Aegis Elba. Where'd he go? Because they did split up. You got one team that was setting the charges. Another team, I think, went. To, it was Rick Flag, but he has split off. Um, him and Peacemaker to get the uh, the evidence 
that you know that you know will show how the Americans were actually responsible for you know this star the star star starfish project. So uh, so they're up there doing that. That's when that the fight between them breaks out. Where I was talking about the helmet. Did you did you guys get that earlier? Yeah, I was yeah, talking yeah. about the helmet. Okay. Yeah. And then the and then the guys below Harley and Polka Dot Man and uh, King Shark. They're and Milton. Uh, Bless for Milton, who so so Milton, we pick him up at the at the titty bar. That's where he joins the team. I think he's he, and he's driving the van when you were discussing Bratcatcher's uh, origin and when she's you know talking about her past. Like that's Milton driving them around. So he goes into the you know the silo to kind of help them out. Um, but then it's at this point that things kind of kind of diverge. So you know you so King Shark, and we haven't really talked too much about King Shark. Just the cutest thing. He's he's awesome in this movie. I, like, I, I think it's my favorite Sylvester Stallone role he's ever done. <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. And Stallone was in Tango and Cash. So that says a lot coming from me. You know what I mean? I know. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the fight breaks out with Rick Flagg and Peacemaker. And, you know, Peacemaker kills him. Uh, he's getting his ass whooped. And John Cena, like the heel that he's always been. He grabs like a piece of, I don't know if it was like a plaster or tile or something. Whoa, as, uh, whoa, wait, so, so they, uh, Rick Flagg discovers that America is behind this whole mess and he wants to tell the n- newspaper, he wants everybody to know. Right, to know, yeah. And then so John Cena is like, no, America, yay. And uh, Rick Flagg is like, fuck that. And then so they, that's when they start fighting because True, John yeah. Cena is like, I'm, I'm going to kill you. So th- that's why yeah. they start fighting. Yeah. And Peacemaker, he is nothing. Hey, at least, you know, he's definitely true to his character. I mean, he's, he says throughout the entire movie, it's like when he's on task, he's on task and doesn't give a goddamn how long he's known you yeah. or the time that you spent together. It's like if this is what the country needs and this is what I'm going to do for the country. So he's got no compunction about killing Rick Flag or anybody else for that matter yeah. on that team to make sure that you know uh, that he follows his orders. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that part. I forgot to fail to mention that. So uh, so yeah, so Flag's whooping his ass, and then in a desperate attempt, you know, you see uh, uh, Cena Peacemaker grab that tile or glass, and you know he sticks it right through poor Rick Flagg's heart and another great scene yeah. where to emphasize the death kill or the, the kill you get this like x-ray zoom in of, of uh, Rick Flagg's heart as the the, uh, the object penetrates the heart and you see oh man that's it for him and and look Rick Flagg was in that 2016 Suicide Squad and was basically just like a cipher like he really had no character yeah. other than being connected to the, uh, the pop lock and witch here I liked him, man. Yeah. He got to show off some personality. He actually felt like a character, yeah. you know, and and when he died, like that death really got to me in a way that I was not expecting, you know? Yeah. And uh, and, it, and the heat, it worked because I automatically was like, oh, fuck this guy. And then once it happened, because I knew that they had already given Cena a show on um, on uh, HBO. HBO Max for Peacemaker. Right. Yeah. So when he killed Flag, I'm like, well, fuck you, man. I'm never watching this show. You know what I mean? It's like he killed my boy, man. So that was that surprised me. That was down, that was not a death that I saw coming. Same. I guess I should Same. have. Same. Same. Yeah. I uh yeah, I I definitely didn't expect it and 
because like before that peacemaker is just kind of like a douchebag like oh this uh, yeah. guy is you know but more or less he's good but then like it's oh that's a it's a 90 degree turn now he's a villain he's like a he now he's a villain He's like the uh, ultimate hall monitor in high school. Yeah. You know he's, what I mean? He's Just, Colby Covington. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And so now it's like he's bad. Uh, Ratcatcher 2 sees him kill Rick Flagg. She grabs a hard drive and takes off. He gives chase, gets her, and he's about to kill her too. Then you flash back eight minutes and it shows what him to going on with Idris Elba, Harley Quinn, and... Polka Polka Dot Man, Man and Milton. Milton, yep, and King Shark, and King Shark, and how they're you know setting the explosives. There's really, I, I love that scene where, well, actually, well, it's just kind of well, never mind. It goes, nah, fuck it, I'll, I'll talk about it. <laughs> um, when King Shark, you know, he makes a, a, a charge in the shape of a uh, peacemaker, yeah, he goes, peacemaker, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he made it like John Cena basically says, that looks nothing like me. It looks nothing like me. What are you doing? And I found, oh, come on. This, King Shark's trying to make a friend, man. He's so great. Like that's it's King Shark's arc in the movie is like he wants a friend. He doesn't have any friends. So like in the beginning, he's about to eat Rat Catcher too, and they stop him. And then who's constantly sleeping? Yeah, like and I sleepy. love how they don't even explain that, but she's always just sleeping. She's just sleeping. Yeah, she's uh, sleeping. And then so that's that's his arc. Is like he he's a you know he's half god, and he's just. He's just a, a shark man in boxers. Yeah, like, just a uh, big dopey shark guy. And he just, he wants some friends and he doesn't have any friends. So, yeah. Um, and then they're up, uh, they're like in the middle of this building. It's a very tall building. They're setting these charges. Um, and then what comes in? Is it just well, the- shark, shark, shark uh, King Shark kind of gets separated from the guys when he, cause he sees that aquatic tank. The aquarium, right. The aquarium. Uh, so he kind of leaves the team and he's over there like interacting with these cute, adorable, like jellyfish type creatures. And he's playing with them again. A very another. I never thought of using the word cute uh, in a Suicide Squad movie, yeah. but it was a cute scene, so you cute. know, where he's playing with these creatures and everything, having a good old time. And then the other guys that were setting the charges, they end up getting ambushed. Um, by the uh, the military that's in the facility, the regime, yeah. Um, because as soon as they get in there, there is that call where over the loudspeaker, uh, I think it was the 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 uh, the new president, the the military leader. Now that he's in control, because the other the handsome guy gets murdered by Harley Quinn. You know, he basically tells this woman like the the, the assistant, and I'm going to bring her up because she's fine as hell. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, with the big titties. With the big damn yeah, man. <laughs> Another scene that I rewound a couple times. I'm like... Oh. For anybody watching, if, if you've seen any sort of, like, Mexican weather woman or... Yes. It's it's yes. it's it's that character. Uh, she's that just character. beautiful with, the you know, the, the titties popping out of the top of her turtleneck. Just bouncing. Yeah, just... Oh, man. And again, like, James Gunn is really good with uh, with the visuals. Yeah. With the capturing CG, these moments. CG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, excellent jiggle physics. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the other team, they get they get uh, ambushed and inadvertently... Because um, I think this is when Milton, poor Milton, 
he gets capped. So he's he's like helping them, but like he doesn't need to be there. Like clearly he just thought like, oh, I'm supposed to keep following these guys. Like he was just supposed to drive the van. But he was helping. He was was helping. He was holding the charges. He was helping. But like he didn't need to be there. Yeah. And he shouldn't have been there. He should not have been there. Come to find out. Yeah. And so, and this is probably, yeah. I mean, when Milton gets it, uh, Polka Dot Man is the only one to recognize it and say, oh my God, Milton. They got Milton. He's, He's dead. You killed Milton. And then Harley Quinn's looking like, well, everybody, each of was like, Milton, who, like, who are you talking about? Who the fuck's Milton? <laughs> who the fuck's Milton? <laughs> and it's like, Milton, he's been with us the entire time. <laughs> it's, it's so, like, Harley Quinn peeks out. She's like, oh. She's like, oh, yeah, like, Milton. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, watch this. And I was like, oh, man, this poor guy. But, but yeah, it was during this fight, because I guess when he, when he died, uh, he dropped one of the charges. Right. And... Polka dot man, he uses his, you know, polka dot powers to attack these soldiers that are shooting them, mercs them, but at the same time ignites uh, one of the charges, which, which sets off the bombs prematurely. Uh, so, so basically everything, the, the whole tower is just starting to crumble at this point out. Right. And then. Uh, and the glass tank shatters, all those little cute creatures come spilling out and they, on top of uh, King Shark. And turns out they're not cute creatures. They're horrible monsters, and they start <laughs> eating him alive. They start attacking him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then it cuts back. So then I, Idris Elba is, like, falling down the center of this crumbling uh, tower, and then he crashes in, and it cuts back to present time eight minutes later where we left, where John Cena is about to kill Ratcatcher 2, and then Idris Elba kills him. Yeah. Um. They have a, a basically, you know, uh, it was it was a who's whose bullets bigger. Right. But in this right. but in this instance, it's the guy with the small bullet is, is who you want to be. Right. So they both shoot at the same time and Bloodsport's bullet goes because they established earlier on that John Cena uses these bullets that will basically once they make impact, they explode uh, within the body. So his bullets, his rounds are a lot bigger. And so. They both shoot at the same time, but Edis's little bullet goes right through Cena's bigger bullet and pops him right in the neck. And he's just leaking at that point. And I, I got to say, when he got him, I, I, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, John Cena. Yeah, it was very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> so then Idris Elba takes the uh, hard drive. He knows what it is. He hides it. He's like, okay, we're all safe. They all get out just barely in time. At this time... Uh, below Ratcatcher, the Thinker, and Rick Flag had been next to Starro. Starro gets free after the explosion of the building, and now it's this gigantic, you know, hundred foot tall starfish alien starfish. that can shoot out little starfishes and make you basically a zombie, which is what it does. <laughs> and and they have to fight it. Um, so now you got this like ragtag group. That's barely left over the Suicide Squad fighting this giant alien starfish. And Amanda Waller, well, a couple of things. First of all, I mean, it's as a comic book fan, a longtime comic book fan. And I think I even mentioned this in one of our older shows talking about the MCU, where it's like I never in a million years thought I'd see Thanos yeah. in, a, in a comic book movie. He just seemed like a character that was too kind of a niche. Yeah. Um, but, we, but he was there and they did him fantastic. I mean, you, I... I Seeing Starro crazy in a fucking movie, crazy. Never yet. I mean, and, and they introduce him in the trailer. I know you don't watch trailers, but I, I knew that he was going to be in this. Okay. But even still, 
I mean, that takes some balls. Uh, and it works. That's I thought, great. I thought this Starro and with the little baby uh, starfishes it would release to then, you know, basically do some alien uh, xenomorph shit, attach, you know, itself on the faces of, uh, of, of people to become basically part of its consciousness was creepy and disturbing. Like Starro to me, it was, it was very disturbing and creepy at the same time, comical. Yeah. Because it is a giant starfish and with a giant eye and, right and, in the middle. And the way it's animated, it's like very childlike, the way it kind of yeah. flops around and stuff. It's like a, yeah. like, a, like a baby in a diaper just like running around. It's it's even like kid colorful, like kid yes. friendly colorful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The colors for it really popped too. And it was just like, wow. And again, to your point earlier about the special effects, like it, it, I, it, was, it was beautiful. It was done so good. brilliantly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So Amanda Waller, once she knows that they've got the uh, the hard drive, all she she said, look, you know, basically, fuck Corto Maltese, fuck these people. You guys get 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 the hell out of there. And uh, they don't. I forget. I think it was uh, who I forget who was the first one to basically say, uh, fuck it, let's go back. Idris Elba. I, what, Idris Elba is like, all right, let's go, we're done. And then he starts walking, but the other ones are like, no, we. This is wrong. Yeah, we can't. What about the people, you know? The kids, yeah. The kids and all that, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It starts, with, I think it maybe was Ratcatcher, but then, yeah, Idris, they all turn back and they're walking towards this big kaiju starfish. And uh, Waller's on the other end screaming at them. And Viola Davis, man, she, when she starts yelling and screaming, oh, she go, she reminds broke, me of man. one of my aunties yeah. when I pissed them off <laughs> when I was young. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm getting an ass whooping right now. She was terrifying. She went in, man. She, she, yeah, yeah. She went in and she starts threatening. She opens up the the kill box and she's about to detonate all their asses. Uh, and I and I'm at the, I'm at this point. So I know you were saying that you didn't feel a lot of stakes in the movie, Graham. This scene got me because yeah. at this point, I mean, they killed Flag. I'm like, maybe, and knowing James Gunn, I mean, he's that kind of twisted guy where he, I could see them just murking all these guys, right. But I was hoping, I was like, come on, you know, somebody do something. And sure enough, one of the employees that's been working uh, on site with Amanda Waller, one of her subordinates, whacks her upside the head with the golf club. And I cheered so I cheered so hard. And then everybody else, as soon as, because they're all in shock, like, oh, my God, what did you just do? But then they quickly all get back to their posts and then communicating with the, uh, the Suicide Squad members on the ground to kind of help them take down this beast. And... That was just a, I, I, that, that was a, a baby face moment that that the uh, I popped huge for. It. And they had a tweener moment in the beginning too, because they were betting on who was gonna die first. Oh, that's right. And all yeah. that shit. It was they like, were structured so well. Like I absolutely loved how they did this, just to make you think something. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, but that's not what it really is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Um, and it's cool too. Like like you had mentioned, be the people who you know if you're if you get a little starfish on your so starro it's a giant starfish and in the center of its body is a huge eye and the little starfish he shoots out that attach to people also have that little eye so the people like look around with that eye yeah. too is very uh, effective and cool but and they represent they represent the larger yeah. starro and they and they can speak and i right. like how so they speak for just, him or it yeah like this this city is mine you know, and I was like, man, that's some eerie shit. It was, it was super creepy. Um, it was handled really well. Ultimately, like Suicide Squad, uh, they're getting their ass kicked at first and they come back, obviously. Right. They're going to do that. Um, 
polka dot man ends up getting squashed after he like sh- shoots off a leg of Star. So the other thing about polka dot man, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got really yep. severe mommy issues so much so that he's so traumatized that he only sees his mother. So when he's killing people, he sees himself killing his mother and then he doesn't want to fight Starro. Yeah, he's scared. He's scared. So then Idris Elba is like, it's not, it's not Starro. That's your mom. And they cut to his vision of it. And it's, it's his mom as a giant person, like wrecking the town. It's so wrecking good. The town, yeah. So no. good. Um, he kills or he shoots off one of its legs and then he gets squashed. Squashed, yeah. So he's dead. So now it's Harley, Bloodsport, Ratcatcher 2, and King Shark. That's all that's left. Uh, King Shark is like running up and like just gnawing on him and he gets thrown through a building and he's gone for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. This is the moment because early in the film, Amanda, well, he, you know, when, when Amanda Waller is trying to recruit Idris, you know, he says, look, I'm not a leader. You know, I, I do this shit on my own. You know, I'm not trying to lead you know, all this. And she was like, well, you can be. And then you kind of fast forward to this moment where you see, you know, Idris step up where he's like, OK, we got to coordinate. So he tells Harley, hey, take the high ground. Uh, King Shark, num <laughs> uh, num. And like num num to him was just like yeah eat you know <laughs> yeah feeding time right so 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 King Shark he grab he he climbs on top of uh, Starfish and just starts basically chewing at him, <laughs> which you know probably not the most effective way to uh, to handle things. But he's a shark. What else he gonna do, right? And his offense was ineffective against King Shark because he doesn't have a regular face like humans. That's right. King yeah. Shark's head was different, so he couldn't <laughs> attack him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They were just going to bounce it off of his snout. Like, what the fuck? Like, why can't we get, a, get take this guy? So uh, now it's basically uh, Ratcatcher 2 summons all the rats in Corto Maltese. Corto Maltese, though. Uh, Tidal wave of rats. They swarm Starro, and they're just gnawing at him. They're going inside, eating him from the inside out. Starro's freaking out. Harley still has the javelin. She's realized what she needs to do, like why she still has it. Like, oh, I need to stab this in its stupid eye. So she runs up basically like a rampway from the collapse of a building. As Every time a building collapses, it leaves like a ramp. A ramp, yeah. <laughs> as, as it you need does. Something, you need, some, you need yeah. something to jump off of. <laughs> yeah. So she runs, jumps, stabs it in its eye, and ends up inside of it, like punctures its eye. She's inside Which is gross. It. It's, full, <laughs> was, it's full of liquid. Yeah, she's swimming around in his, his, his eyeball fluids. And then all, like, all the rats pour in and they start eating it from the inside out. And it was really sad because then Starro goes like, I was happy floating in space looking at yeah. the stars. Like it didn't want to be captured. The Americans captured it in space, brought yeah. it to Earth and turned it into this monster. And then we killed that monster, which is like what America does. Thanks to CIA. And- <laughs> and they had established that, you know, Starro had been there for 30 years, you know, and the reason that it, like it like when they first captured him, he wasn't that big. Right. You know, they basically just had him stored away, trying trying to weaponize him. And yeah, and I thought that was a pretty poignant scene, too, which, again, I never thought I would use the word poignant deal, with, dealing with a character called a giant starfish alien. Yeah. But it was where it was like he didn't ask to be there. He was just. Doing his thing, just, you know? Just thinking, just that line, like, I was happy floating in space looking at the stars. It was just, yeah. like, his life was so simple and peaceful, and all he wanted to do, or all it wanted to do, was just float and look at pretty lights, and it was totally content. Yeah. And then it just, yeah. And people can relate to that on so many levels. How many times have you ever thought, like, oh, man, when I was a kid, life was so yes. easy. And I yeah. went and complicated it because I wanted to grow up, or... 
I, you know, even work like, oh, man, I would I would love to be rich and famous one day. And then, oh, I don't I don't want this anymore. This and then, yeah, you, yeah, you get there and then all the drama and all the shit that, in, you know, that comes with all that. And that's exactly know? what it is, like being thrust out of innocence into this, uh, quote, adulthood. And it's like it's awful. Like, it's not fun. It's not the point of its life. And it. it yeah. So they win. They kill Starro. They've got the hard drive. And then Idris Elba is like, you let us go and I won't release the hard drive. If anything happens to me, to any of the Suicide Squad, to my daughter. Yeah, he's talking with Amanda Waller, who was, right. uh, who was, who was you know, regained consciousness. But I, is definitely he's got like a, an ice pack on her head right. or something. So she's like, you let us go and we're good. And she's like, fine. And that's it. They win. They're walking off. King Shark comes back. He's fine. So the only ones that are left are King Shark, Harley, Ratcatcher 2, and... Uh, Bloodsport. There you go. You got them. And that's it. They win. And then it's a post credit, the first post credit scene. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, it's like not even, does it even qualify as a post credit? Because I mean, it shows up before any credit, doesn't right, it? Right, right. I yeah. think it's like right after. Right. So it's like a little PS, like a little postscript. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and the weasel wakes up on the beach and what they established at the beginning of the movie is that weasel supposedly you don't know if it's true or not but he was in jail for killing 29 kids or 21 kids or whatever like that so he wakes up on the beach and you're like oh damn is he gonna go kill like (laughs) more children that was my thought exactly you know he he, you know you see him like you know choking getting the water out of his out of his uh body and he kind of comes to and he just and the way he moves is fantastic um, just he just trots off into yeah. the jungle, and I, and I had that same thought. I'm like, wait a minute, he's about to go go ham on everybody right now. And I mean, the whole town's been fucking destroyed. He's just, I'm like, that's gonna be a problem. But, but you don't <laughs> you, know? you don't know if he's gonna do it because you don't know like it was that actually why he was in jail or who knows who knows. But what's funny is the character is ba- the guy who did the mocap is Sean Gunn, James Gunn's Sean Gunn. brother, brother, yeah, yeah, who's like weird and lanky like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. He did a good job. Uh, he did the voice, just, too. like I said. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good voice there was. Yeah, uh, and then the, and then there is a post credit scene, and it's John Cena in the hospital. He survived. They got him out. Uh, I was so and I was so into Rick Flag, yeah. which and again I never thought I'd be this much into his character. That when that when they cut to that 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 post credit scene, I was like, oh shit, Flag made it, right? Because I, compl- I I completely forgot about the whole Peacemaker show. And then they zoom in on him. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker, man. Yeah. And then I, then I realized, like, oh, yeah, he's got that dumb show coming on. <laughs> but I really was hoping that it was going to be Rick, Rick Black. But yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I like how they explain, too, that it's the woman who hit, um, what, what the heck was her, Waller, with the golf club? Yeah. That she, now, guess what? You guys are going to have to protect this dude. <laughs> yeah. And I figure they're like, wait, what? So they got a shitty collateral duty. Right. Yeah, because, right. Because they wanted to save the day. And now you're going to have to help Peacemaker. And he's probably one of those people that's so delusional that he'll think, like, you saved America. Right. We're going to put you at the forefront that you were the hero of all this. Right. You're, you're, gonna, you're, you're totally gonna try right. Try to run and help him. Yeah, yeah. you're totally yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, they're totally gonna yep, yep. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like it, it, it is a very fun, colorful, big movie. Like it's, it's, uh, yeah. I, I, it was fun. It, it was. It's yeah, yeah. This was a blast, man. I watched it twice. What uh, you? Yeah, yeah. I watched it twice. I know. Surprise, surprise. Uh, this, yeah, this movie was just fun. It was. 
it was everything that it was advertised. Yeah. You know, uh, it just nailed the premise of the IP. You know, this is what the Suicide Squad is. And I think James Gunn, he just he put that comic on the screen in a way that just pays respect to it, to, to the source material and to the to the audience. And in a way that that first one just didn't. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it just sucks, you know, it's um, but I get it. I mean, it's I, this should have been the first. You know what I mean? Like, and it's and it just sucks that it's not doing as well as uh, as you know as expected because it really because because the creative and the quality is on full display in this. Sure, but it's like it's, it's that old saying: you only get uh, one time to make a first impression, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll be and, a slower burn and it'll catch up later. I, I think it just has to deal with that it was available on HBO Max too. Like I'm not going to go and give you extra money if it's yeah. available for me to watch at home. And it was more convenient for me to do it that way. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. just going to be how movies are going forward. Like, hey, you got to watch it from your house, man, and this is what it's going to be. But I think that hurts sales even for Marvel. There's a lawsuit yeah. going on potentially yeah. over it now. So that's just what it's going to be going forward. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I, I agree. Oh, so was was that B? Was that box office? counting streaming and theater no no the, so they haven't released the streaming oh, uh, numbers well, that it's done then i'm not worried about that um just the people that that actually physically went to a movie theater because yeah i mean that's uh, theaters i mean you know most theaters closed down last year and then whatever's open it's like they're not going to have like huge attendance because obviously there's another spike in cases and you know people yeah. are back home and there's you know that that doesn't seem so weird to me though Put, put yeah. an asterisk on it, B. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not all hope is lost. Listen, if it's me, after Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I think he's got to do something like Christmas special right. too on uh, Disney Plus. Yo, sign this dude to make all your movies yeah. going forward. Like, yo, be like, listen, we need you, bro. Yeah, You're welcome to the team. We'll pay you whatever it takes. You're done doing all that Guardians of the Galaxy shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. As far as Marvel, like, or comic book movies, you know, for the most part, like anything that's like colorful and big and fun like between james gunn and uh taika watiti like just let those guys do everything they they get it like they know what how to do it they do it really well um yeah yeah it's uh i mean i yeah i uh the, the, going back to the whole movie because i was gonna see this in theaters but uh after i saw quiet place 2 in theaters, which is the first time I went to a theater since the pandemic started, I think I said like what a horrible experience it was, and it was only half filled, and it still sucked. People talking all that kind of shit. I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm just gonna watch this at home. I'm paying for well, Amir's paying for HBO Max, and I'm just kind of using this. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just gonna watch it that way, you know? Because um, yeah, I mean, and I and it's it's sad for me to say because I, mean, I grew up loving going to the movies. Yeah, but. People At this used point to, in people, time, I'm people like people used to not talk in the movies. That, yeah, it, it's it's over now. People just use their phone, talk to each other. They don't. It's it's so bad. These people that are on their phones talking in the theaters, these are the same numbness that are probably the ones not getting vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna equate yeah. the two. That's fine. I I don't disagree. Yeah, I, I, the theater going experience, unless it's empty, is uh, really <laughs> not a fun experience. Yeah, and the theater I would go to, you know, uh, ArcLight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they ever, if they had ArcLights in uh, Buffalo, Conrad. Are you familiar with the ArcLight Cinema? No, we only have AMC and uh, Regal. Okay. Okay. Uh, ArcLight and was dip, based in Dipton. Okay. Yeah, ArcLight was just, you know, it was like one of these premium theaters where the tickets cost more, but their whole gimmick, their whole, uh, their whole thing was just the movie going experience. So, like, they didn't tolerate any of that shit. 
um, like talking, cell phone use. You can't go uh, in once the movie starts. Like if you're after after a certain time, yeah. Uh, like if you're ten minutes late, there's no you know going in because they don't want to disturb you know anybody that's there. So so the staff would do a good job of that, and even the people themselves would yeah. self police and be like, Nah, no, nah, I'm not, bro. Sorry, you, no, don't do this. But <laughs> give, uh, give me your phone, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, put, right. you, you can get it back after. Dude, my son still brings up like when he his first movie. When I was a Batman movie, his second movie, we went to go see something and uh, middle of the day. So mostly empty theater. But there was a lady like we were all the way at the, at the back at the top. And there was a lady all the way down toward the front who was just on her phone the whole time. And he I mean, he was three. He's six now. He still brings this shit up. She was on her phone. And I, and I like from up there, I said, excuse me, ma'am, can you turn your phone off? She ignored me. I said it again. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you turn the phone off? Ten minutes later, she's still just playing on her phone, full brightness. Her kid not paying attention to her kid, not watching the movie. And so I just yell like, "Hey, shut your fucking!" I didn't say fucking in front of my son. I was like, "Hey, shut your phone off!" And she's like, "Oh shit!" She puts it away. At least once a month, my son is like, "Hey, dad, remember when you yelled at that lady at the theater?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yes, son." And I do it again. I stand up for what uh, I believe in, man. You know, look, if you want to do that. And be on your like if you're there with your kid and it's like you know let my kid enjoy this whatever if you do want to be on your phone and I and I I would say don't but if you want to sit your ass in the back you know what I mean no. so whatever no because I'm I, just saying I think the if, last movie I think the last movie I went to or one of the last movies I went to uh, I was on a date oh I could tell another dumb date story hey oh, okay. <laughs> just for you uh, so I met this girl <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, met, I, I met this girl on. Um, I don't know, some dating app. And we talk for a bit. Great, let's go out. Awesome. Let's let's go to a movie and then we'll do whatever. So we met at this theater in uh, West Covina. It's a town near here. It's not the greatest area, but it's it's fine. Big theater. And it was for that... It was like a... It was a horror movie, but like... It was like a, like a few little stories. Like three or four stories. Came out a couple of years oh, ago. Was it based off that book? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. It was good, but though. I don't know the name. Yeah, it, it was it was fine. It was a, whatever. It was fine. So we're all the way in the back, like the very last up against the wall. The kid next to me is maybe 16, 17, texting the entire time, full brightness, just texting. Uh, uh, two rows ahead of us, a woman just answers her phone and has a conversation, like like for three <laughs> three or four minutes, just talking on her phone. A few rows on the other side, there was like seven or eight people just having a conversation, just talking. And it was like one, it was overload for me. I was like, I can't, I can't fight all of them. And then two, like I was on this date. I just like, I don't want to be like, like my first impression with this girl, I can't be like, I'm like super confrontational. So I was like, all right, just, uh, so I toughed it out. Um, so that was a horrible, so don't sit in the back and text. Don't, don't be on your phone in the theater at all. You're in a theater, like turn your phone off um but then to, for the date so afterwards we leave and i'm like uh let's go grab a drink she's like great um she said i really like dive bars and i was like well we're in the right fucking city because <laughs> this this place is a dump so let's go <laughs> so i literally point across the street and i'm like that bar is a this is a shithole let's go so we do. Had you, had you had you been to that bar before? A long time ago. Okay. Um, and I was like, this place sucks. So we <laughs> let's go there. And she kept talking about like, oh, I don't like mainstream bars. I only like dive bars. I was like, great. She sounds like a winner to me, dog. Same. 
so we go in and the first thing she says she's like kind of like walks in like very cautiously and she's like oh my god it's really dirty in here and i'm like yeah this is a dive bar (laughs) (laughs) so i was like what do you want to drink i get a drink we're sitting on this couch and she's like kind of barely like she doesn't want to sit on it and she and then like i'm like starting to like make fun of like all the decor because it's absurd there's like bowling trophies and weird shit everywhere and she's like oh, this place is so weird and i'm like yeah and so I was, I was like yeah right isn't it awesome so i start trying to like talk about the people because they're weird too <laughs> and she's like so uncomfortable she's like oh man i don't really like this place i'm like why she's like i don't know it's just like so dirty and the people are weird and i'm like bitch this is a fucking dive bar like what are you <laughs> So I was like, well, do you want to go somewhere else? She says, yeah. I said, right, well, you find a place. Um, so I was like, right off the bat, I was like, okay, she's full of shit. Like, she, doesn't, she doesn't know what she's talking she about. What she's she, talking about. Maybe dive bar to her is like an Applebee's bar top. <laughs> funny, <laughs> you know funny you say that because she finds a place and I just follow her there. And it's like a hipster microbrewery slash restaurant. Like oh, a yeah. like, like a indie hipster BJ's. And so I'm like, this is the opposite of a dive bar. Like, this is literally like just a corporate building. But whatever, fine. We're having a drink. The conversation is okay. It's not amazing. It's okay. Like, we are both... I don't identify with, but like, I'm atheist. She's atheist. So we're having that conversation. And then she's like, so like, great. We get, we agree. We get along with this. That's, that's nice. But then she starts talking about like how seriously she takes horoscopes. And I was like, Uh-oh. that's weird that like you don't believe like her reason for not believing in, in God is just it's invisible. There's no proof. And I was like, OK, that's fair. Like it was, it was no hatred. It was just like, that's why I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But you believe in your horoscope. And I asked, I was like, isn't isn't there a little bit of contradiction here? Like you're so against these, you know, religious people. But like you you follow the horoscopes like it's a religion and there's no proof of that. I went right overhead. So I was like, oh, this isn't going great. The night starts winding down. We start talking about, this was like right at the beginning of, toward the beginning of like the George Floyd stuff. And I brought it up and she goes, yeah, but don't, don't, yeah. (laughs) And she goes, yeah, but don't you think black people talk about slavery too much? I took a fuck her. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I took a your cut. I took a <laughs> I took a big pause, and I and in my head I was like, should I just like throw my drink in her face or like what what do I do? <laughs> so I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a teachable moment. And so I said, okay, I'm a teacher. I'm gonna try my best. So I said, well, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, slavery was not long ago, and the effects of slavery are still going today, not just in like an aftermath or like aftershock of it, but literally there are still laws uh, that disproportionately hurt and affect black people. So if anything, I don't think they talk about it enough. Like, I think it should be talked about more and something should be done. And she was like, I don't know. It just seems like it's over. Get over it already. And I was like, yeah, I think we should go. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was it. Walked her to her car. I was like, nice to meet you. And then I went home. And then and she had also mentioned at the theater, too. She knew I had a kid. Um, we walked into the theater and there was, like, kids running around. And, like, she's like, oh, I hate kids. And I was like, that's weird. Like, what a weird thing to say. 
And she knows you have one. She knows I have a kid. And then also, like, if you hate kids, you, you hate yourself, too. Like, you don't like that part of you. Uh, so, like, oh, this is all bad. And, yeah, and then she's, like, a racist. <laughs> it's like, this sucks. Well, you uh, really can't pick them, Graham. Minor details. <laughs> yeah. You know? Good job, dating apps. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, hey, I didn't I didn't see her again. I texted her. I called her the next day. I was like, you know what? Thank you. But no, no thank you. But you know what, though, at least because, I mean, just even before you, you know, you got she got to that comment and that whole shit that she said at the look, it'd, be, it'd be even worse if leading up to that, like you said, the conversations you were having were fantastic. Right. And like you're just gelling and like, <laughs> oh, my God, like this could actually go somewhere. And then she drops some shit like that. Yeah. That is like, I know I can't grow. I can't Graham have nice things. That's, that's what I said. <laughs> you know I what, like, what, what what's going on here? Why? Why is this the thing? Yeah. Fuck her, man. That's like that similar thing was that I had with the uh, not well, not similar, but kind of, but that French woman, yeah, who was kind of bragging about how with her ex, how she and she was applauding herself where she was like, "Yeah, I was gonna call the cops on him." Her ex was a black guy. I'm a fucking black guy, and she's telling me the story. I was gonna call call the cops on him and say he assaulted me just because I knew what would happen to him. Jesus, but I didn't. I didn't. Oh, good but she for you, to, you fucking humanitarian! Like, oh, you you she, didn't almost murder this guy. Great. She had that thought, and I and I, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't. What did I do wrong? To Brian, give you how the impression, did you make her to say that shit in front of you? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm what? saying. I'm like, what did I do? Because I'm like, that you will feel that comfortable to to tell me that shit. But that was it. That's just like. Aside from was, like the horrible things wrong with her head, but just like zero awareness about her, yeah. her crowd, even like no read the room. Like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I, I I couldn't wait to get out of that car. We were driving back to San Diego, so I still had like a, <laughs> like forty five minutes to sit in that car. And I just gee, I I got I got back home and I broke things off with her the next day. Yeah, People like are- why. Why? Tell me why. <laughs> like, ah, it's just not working out. You're a fucking psychotic racist bitch. No, thank you. No. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Conrad, tell us some, some dating stories, dog. <laughs> oh, dude, I had some bad ones going through my head when you guys were talking. Uh, I, can I know Conrad's a Conrad, you're a married man now. So obviously this is... Uh... You know what's crazy? I really, when you think back about it, I really didn't date as much as I probably should have. So I dated my wife when we were in high school. I think I told you this before, Brian. And I dated her my junior year. She was like the girl I could never get because she was just like, no, you're full of shit. Stop passing me notes in class. I don't <laughs> want you. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> like, oh, damn. Like <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'm like yeah, a clown. Yeah, yeah. I'm the dude who's throwing french fries at people like at the lunchroom. She's like, you're a piece of shit whatever you're on the basketball team you sit the bench probably in her head and all types of shit and i'm like listen whatever dude and eventually i pestered her enough and she was like yeah sure we we can go out we go on a few dates or whatever she had some stuff happening like with her family eventually we break it off she ends up uh going to prom i go to prom with this other chick i think i'm gonna marry this chick i'm like oh I, i fell into the senior trap when you're in high school never date someone your senior year fellas listen to me now if you're listening to this never tell your kids the same thing so i'm like oh i'm gonna be with this girl forever whatever she's like oh i'm going to virginia to school we can have a long distance relationship this will be great <laughs> we, we break up anytime she comes and then when she comes back we're back together and i'm like this is a stupid ass mistake doing all of this 
lo and behold, me and my wife got back together during college. Boom. We got a kid together now. Like, it's absolutely crazy. Everyone's like, oh, it's the best love story of all time. You know, like at my wedding, they were telling these stories. I'm like, guys, please shut up right now. <laughs> like about that how is... you pass notes. You're making me look soft and shit. And I was like, this is a girl That's I really dope, wanted. Man. So I was trying to take advantage. That is pretty fucking romantic, dog. It's awesome, man. Well, now I'm going to tell some bad stories. So, <laughs> movie theater. I got a good one for those. I used to always take girls to movie theaters. I used to try and think I was a player and stuff. So my, I always had my moves, same moves. And, uh, oh, I got a good one with my wife, too, when I tried some of my moves and it didn't work. <laughs> one of the two times. You know, the classic arm around the shoulder. And you, she was like, what are you doing when I went in for the kiss? Never forget that during Biker Boys. So anytime I said, I'm like, turn oh. that shit off. She always laughed at me, turn that shit off. And I was like, oh, ruined my player moment. But oh, I would take boys. girls on dates. And usually the movie crew would take a minute in Buffalo like to uh, clean up afterwards. I, I took this girl over to the side and we're, we're making out. We're going at it. I'm like, oh, yes, this is perfect. She's feeling me hands on the booty and then all of a sudden this dude was in there like waiting to clean up and he i guess they were watching to see when people would leave and i'm taking way too long for him so he you just hear him come up with the broom and the uh the dustpan thank you thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) and we just laughed so hard all the way out to the car that i'll never forget that like that was so embarrassing at the same time he was like, I just want to go home, dog. I'm sorry I had to do that to you. I know you were getting it in. Not for My nothing. Bad, not yeah. for nothing, man. That seems like a great story. I uh, know. <laughs> yeah. And not embarrassing <laughs> at all. Like, you, you're getting some action. Like, if anybody's embarrassed, yeah, you were succeeding. The- you, you did the. No, yeah. bro. But not when I didn't know somebody was there the whole time, like, watching me go for the move. Like, I'm like, oh, thank God. I wasn't trying to do something else in here. Get in trouble. Oh, and, man. Uh, I'm trying to. Another movie related one was uh, Blind Date. I can't remember if it was my cousin or somebody hooked me up with this chick. It was the most awkward thing. So we're talking on the phone before, and it's just like, oh, well, let me get to know you. This is before you had all these apps and all this bullshit. And this girl, I was like, oh, yeah, she's real cool. She's feeling me. And I forget to mention things kind of like I'm half black and half white and I'm a bigger dude, too. So I didn't mention like, yeah, I'm a big dude. I'm half black, half white. (laughs) This girl sees me. She is in utter fucking shock. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I wear the Yankee hats, the fitted hats and all that stuff. I'm not dressed to meet your dad if your dad's like into the dudes in the polo shirt. Right. The nice shirt. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm opening the door. I pay for movie tickets, all this shit. And we go into the movie and it was just absolutely like you could just feel like she wanted to see Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, dude, what is this shit? Like this movie is so long. I'm ready to get out of there. And she's into it. And I'm like, oh, get me the fuck out of this movie as soon as possible. And it's not that I don't like Lord of the Rings, but she was just completely into it. She wasn't feeling any of the shit. So we're finally out there and she's just like, yeah, uh, do you want to do you want to go anywhere or like, you know, go out to eat? And I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like, you're about to leave. Like, I'm out, bro. Her, her parent had like came, pulled up and I just opened the car door for her. Fucking like shoved her in. Yeah, I shoved her in. I fucking closed it. 
And afterwards we talked and I was just like, yeah, like, what was the problem? Why were you acting all funky and shit at the movie theater? She was like, I never expected you to be a black guy. Yikes. And I really don't like dating black guys. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, bitch? Oh, like, you, I, spent, I spent money on you. Yeah, you could have said that before <laughs> I bought that like, fucking ticket. Yeah. 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 You know, that's, yeah, that's so, something like. Yeah. She don't like dating black guys, but she like black guys paying for like, tickets yeah. to watch Lord of the yeah. Rings. You know, yeah, well, she just said, I thought you were different because of your voice and all that <sighs> stuff. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, way to judge a book before you meet him. You I know, mean, like you didn't talk to me about music and shit. I mean, that's something that, like, you know, we don't talk about enough. How uncomfortable it must have been for racists before the Internet going on blind dates. Like <laughs> all, all, all the uncomfortable situations they had to go into because I like, accidentally met a black guy like, oh, shit. <laughs> must have been so hard, oh. so hard for them. Yeah, yeah. I've been on some great ones, too, though. I remember I met a chick one time and her sister worked at the movie theater when we were like 16. Bro, I saw X-Men 2 <laughs> like 37 times for free. It was the greatest. That's awesome. So there, there, there's some benefits sometimes to it, but I, I just always laugh at you guys have all these dating stories, man. And I just start cracking up at it. And sometimes you Dude, ever met a friend that's like all grand. Just, <laughs> That's all grand with the dating stories. Brian, you've seen my podcast. You know Derek's on there. Me and Derek have arguments still like to this day where it's like, bro, I need you to do this for me. And it's like, why? And I'm like, because I dated a fucking girl who I didn't want to date for like three months just for you because she couldn't go out without her friend. And I didn't want to do that shit. You fucking owe me for this. And just be like, all right, bro, chill out. Don't, don't get awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I owe you. I owe you. I owe you. Ultimate like, wingman shit. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, dude, my dad had to get us one time from South Buffalo, and I live at the opposite end, and it's like, don't do not do that shit to me, bro. And we, we would just always have these arguments, and still to this day, we just laugh about it. Like, yeah, but you did get to see X-Men like 37 times, bro. Like, you should be happy with that. <laughs> He's a Brian. He just puts, puts some good stuff yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Like, always positive. You, always positive. You got to put a, a, a nice spin on things, but especially while you're enjoying your 7-Eleven Big Gulp. <laughs> This is not sponsored, by the way. Not, not, not sponsored. sponsored. Not a sponsor. Not one a day. Sponsor. One day. We haven't landed that big fish yet. No, we haven't. Oh, man. Uh, if we can get past Blue Ribbon to sponsor us. Yeah. Conrad will get that joke. <laughs> I wish. I would love it. Oh, well, there you go, guys. There's uh, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. The Suicide the Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Good movie. If you haven't seen it, I mean. It is good. Yeah, it's a fun time, uh, and yeah. it's and it's not overly long. Um, it could be, it could have been a little bit shorter, but it's yeah, yeah, it goes down easy enough. Yeah, like it, yeah, it wasn't like offensively long or anything like that. Yeah, but um, no. no. but wasn't Lord of the Rings? Was not. <laughs> wasn't Lord of the Rings? Thank you. It's not. <laughs> it's not uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, it, I I think it's worth a watch for sure. It was super fun. And yeah, especially if you got HBO Max, you know, keep yeah. your ass at home and put on some suicide. Su- the Suicide Squad. And if you guys have HBO Max, present company included, like Harley and Ivy or Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm it's definitely going to check that out. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. Like, I I don't know how, I think there's probably only three seasons so far, but I'm, I know that I'm coming close to the end, I think. And I'm already like dreading. I don't want it to be over. Like, I'm having so much fun watching it. But they're, I mean, it's not canceled. They're still making new yeah, episodes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, you're just caught up to the most recent. I think. Shit. I think there are only okay. three seasons out right now. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. So I'll, 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 have it on t- I'll have it on my TV. Because I usually have CNN, mm-hmm. but I'm not rewatching all my movies. <laughs> I usually just have my TV on CNN while I'm working during the day. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. But, uh, eh, you know, it's, I like to stay informed. But I'll, I'll, I'll throw on some, uh, some Harley. Check it out. It's great. It's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, 
Conrad, what do you got to uh, plug? Uh, I talk wrestling a lot. So the podcast is called Everything Pro Wrestling, show by the fans, for the fans. For the fans. Uh, we often have wonderful guests on, such as Brian. Maybe one day we'll get Grandma to do a retro review or something of some classic pro wrestling. And uh, we just yeah, talk wrestling. Yeah, get Grandma on because Graham is great to talk wrestling with because he doesn't watch any of it. <laughs> there, there are times where I'll, uh, we'll hang out and I'll throw on a match that I think is incredible and, it's, and I'll have him watch it just to get to get his feedback and how he reacts to something that I think is like top of the, you know, <laughs> top of the charts. So yeah, it'd be fun to see that, to have a uh, grandma on the I'm show. Down. Like, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll do one with all three of us and we'll, we'll figure out something, great. but uh, we do like AEW live reviews on YouTube, kind of watch the podcast as it's recorded live and uh, hang out, man. Uh, I'm trying to think if we do pay-per-views, other things like that. So just, Hit the subscribe button on YouTube, everything pro wrestling, type it in, black and red logo. We're at 1.45 subscribers, so we're always looking for more to get to that 1.5K. And, uh, yeah, we got Facebook groups, all that stuff, at EPW Show on Twitter, all that good stuff. I was happy to be on here. This was great. Oh, you're more happy to have you, man. And they can get you on, like, uh, podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. We're everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, I have a link tree, and you guys can find whichever you prefer to listen to, Spotify, all the same, man. And you've got a merch store uh, too, don't you? Yeah, actually, our video, your vi- uh, video I recorded with you is at the top of the uh, one of the merch stores. Uh-huh. So oh, it's no got way. a lot of views. Yeah, I always just put that one in there. I think it was maybe it was SmackDown versus Raw 06, 07. Okay. We talking about that one. Yeah. But, uh, or no, maybe it was 07, 08, I think it was. The game? But that, the that's game, it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, when he was working on that, that's Brian made me semi-famous. I gained a lot of uh, video game fans from him. They were like, "How did you get him? Give me his contact." I'm like, "No and no." So <laughs> I'm not telling you that. I get in contact Speaking of early uh, wrestling games in SmackDown vs. Raw, we worked on that 2005, 2006, 2006. There, they had a rap party when we finished, and. Uh, I found a picture of it. Oh shit! Oh shit! That is classic. Yeah, man. Whoa, look! You look so young, man. I know, dude. You look exactly the same. No, I don't. Yes, you I do. Don't. Yes, you do. You look yes, exactly. You I'll, I'll, I'll post this on Twitter. Um, oh man, I think yeah, I think that was uh, that was either the first SmackDown versus Raw or SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Yeah. Because um, I think we were both in QA at the time. Yeah. So then it must have been that first SmackDown versus Raw. So oh five. Oh, five. Hey, so Conrad, so this, you, I think you might get a kick out of this. So in SmackDown versus Raw 2007, uh, the GM mode, you know how, how in that mode you can go and hire uh, writers for your TV show? Yes. And there's all these names. Graham's name is in there. Oh, I put shit. Him, what? Oh, you probably fucked up my GM mode. <laughs> Take that. Take I never that. <laughs> like, Graham, yeah, because I, I included I, I told you this, Graham. You probably just forgot. Yeah, I probably forgot. Uh, but yeah, I added... Basically, because I remember Corey was like, hey, we got to put in some names for writers that players can hire. And they all got different price points and contracts and everything. What was my price point? Uh, It was was high. It was was high, man. You're lying. (laughs) Take my word for it. You were stealing my money. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I added Graham. Amir is in there. That's Um, dope. Was Dan? I'm sure Dan was. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that, that full list is just people that I... Yeah, they were my friends. And uh, you're immortalized forever. SmackDown versus Raw is one of the writers, the creative writers for the show. That's dope. 
pure fire, bro. Um, I'm trying to think. What did you ask me about? Uh, merch. Yeah. T Public and What For Apparel. What For Apparel is the one with uh, your video on it, Brian. But T Public, we, we do pretty well. Like, I'll pull it up for you guys so you can see some of the. Yeah, he's uh, got, you've got some dope merch. Oh, nice. Man. Yeah, yeah. So we got the little AEW logo. We even have the pandas uh, fucking each other up with the chair with our logo. <laughs> I like on that. It. I like that. Uh, we got the NWO shirt because everybody's got to uh, have one of those straight out of EPW. EPF and W like the old ECW ones, shit like that. LWO colors even. I don't know what the hell we were doing. We were just going crazy one night. But uh, the, the most popular one I would say is the a winner listens to EPW. Nice. Hopefully no one ever like sees that and uh, takes it down from my <laughs> yeah. that. But that shit is classic. Everybody buys that one and loves it. So if you're a video game fan, I think you would enjoy that one. Oh, that's awesome, man. This has been so much fun, dude. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no, Conrad. Thank you guys thank for having me. Anytime, dude. Um, so there you go. Uh, you can hit up uh, Conrad on everything he just said. Uh, we're at the at Bombcast Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you know, like and uh, rate and review or whatever on iTunes, Spotify. And that's it. Uh, Grandbaker.com slash merch. And that's it. What about you, B? Yeah. Um, nothing. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Conrad. It's always good to talk to you, man. Uh, and Graham, of course, always good to see you. Always, guys. So, uh, so hey, you know, yeah, this doesn't have to be the one and only time you're on our show. Not like I all. said, you know, you can come back, and it'd be great if you know having us on yours. Like, got to keep the synergy going. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that yeah. synergies. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Peace. All right, peace, peace. Bombcast.